everyone welcome to vr verdict episode 61 our weekly podcast where we talk about everything vr i am pj i'm wookie and we'd like to share vr with you this episode been so excited for weeks to do this we are talking to tommy palm ceo of resolution games about their new game demio coming out may 6th on launch it'll be available on quest and steam vr it's a four-player co-op turn-based rpg vr game you can play it single player. You can play it with two people. It's any amount of people. There's cross play Up to between four. all systems <laughs> with a non VR version coming as well. We're talking to Tommy Palm, who during the episode said he's played 200 hours on it. So if that doesn't tell you something, <laughs> when a person making the game plays the game that much, you know something's up. Yeah, it's open-ended experiences in a small contained package that's just you know pandora's box of of experience it's fun yeah much like us just shutting up and getting into the the chat the game allows you just to do the same hop in get into the action right off the bat there's no setup there's nothing everyone it's accessible everyone can play it's easy to learn just hop in and go still getting another party from the other side i was hoping mike booth could join us but uh, i don't think he could okay i, I think it's just me misfortune <laughs> well wookie this is tommy palm tommy this is wookie hello oh tommy's the ceo of resolution games joining us today to talk about the game demio and before we go too far i just want to get how do you guys see that pronounced because i've heard like three or four versions of it what are you guys rolling with <laughs> we say demio internally uh but we're swedish so we don't know either i, I it's it's just a name but i mean the, the, the fancy version of it is that it means i descend in latin yeah oh, i looked that up and I, I thought that was really <laughs> cool <laughs> yeah uh, but i mean there's uh, this is uh, not the Latin name. So Demio is what we say. We think about like demon and, and nice. that's where it comes from. Makes My sense. brain keeps saying Demeo <laughs> and then it's got Mayo in it. And then it's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually uh, Demeo. It's version of it is a Italian surname. So it, it makes sense. <laughs> oh, yeah. And some rather famous uh, gangster from work in the days. <laughs> All kinds of hidden meanings you guys came up with for that one. <laughs> <laughs> the Godfather descends into the dungeons. <laughs> so, Demio, uh, it's going to be, if you're hearing this, this is launching at the exact same time the game is May 6th. It's coming out on Oculus Quest Steam. And you're also rolling out like a Rift version after that, I believe? Yes. Um, original idea was to try to get it out all at the same time, but we didn't have time to do a simultaneous launch. Yeah, that's that's a lot of platforms now in VR, which is nice. 
Yes, it is. Uh, unless you're a developer and you have to squish bugs, yeah. <laughs> bugs before exactly. launch day. So just for those listening, DMO is a turn-based RPG VR game. I don't want to say D&D at all, but if there was a game that was like D&D in VR, this is the best option. Oh, <laughs> uh, and they're also having you'll have cross-platform play. Is that true for all the versions? Yes. Uh, the idea awesome. there is that it, it should be easy to play with your friends. Like um, most of us in the team are, are old role-playing gamers, and uh, we all have some some friends that we would really love to play with and uh, allowing it to be both on VR and regular PC makes it much easier to be able to show it somebody, you know, old acquaintance. Sure. Yeah, I just saw that this morning. I didn't even know you were planning the non-VR version. I just, that to me is always an, a great option, not to only get people in VR, but just like you said, play with everyone as much of a base as you can get as possible over all the platforms. I just think that's great. Yeah, I'm a big fan yeah. of that as well. Seems like the hype for the game is doing well. Everyone's talking about it. You guys released a really neat first impression video with a couple of bigger VR names and celebrities. That was a really good video. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I was, I was really emotional when I saw it. Like we've been working quite long with this game. And to me, it's, it's a very personal game because this is um, one of the reasons I got into programming in the, in the first case was that I really felt that computers would be great at like abstracting a lot of the complex rules from role-playing games so it still could have yeah. the, the social connection. Um, so this is in many ways my kind of dream game. Um, and we had a ton of fun when we were playing it internally. So it's super nice when other people, and, and this was... Uh, really some really great names and then they really enjoyed it so super cool to see uh, you really hit the nail on the head when you said you know the computer does all like the big and small rules and takes some of that out of it and just lets you have the fun parts this game is like exactly what i've wanted from like a, a video game version of like ro a role-playing game like dungeons and dragons i think it's just perfect and we've been playing it a couple weeks now and it's just I still, when I'm at work, I'm thinking about it, you know. <laughs> so that's, that's, always, great. A, great that's always a good sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, and then still, there's so much that we we wanted to do that we didn't manage to get in in the actual launch version. But uh, I'm sure um, we'll we'll be able to to squeeze more things in here. Uh, we've been quite good at at doing updates with games like Bluestorm and, and Cookout, mm -hmm. and, and that's absolutely the intention here as well. I mean, the team is already working on <laughs> updates. Yeah, when I talk to people about it, that's one of the first things I say, you know, the resolution game, which you guys, and I'm not just saying that because we're talking to you, but my favorite game studio, I think, of overall. Um, but you guys are still updating some of your first games from years ago. Like, every year there's at least you know, around Halloween, you add some stuff to Angry Birds, like Halloween levels, like every game, you just continually add stuff and it's been free, which is, I mean, is just awesome to keep those games living. And I think with I mean, uh, Demio, oh, go ahead. I think uh, 
it's yes it's been we're still selling quite well from from a lot of like uh our first game bait is is more popular now than it's ever been which is great to see yeah. but bait's actually one of those games that we um, for past six years we wanted to update the game we just never really had time to do <laughs> it there is there is a lot of content for bait that we have made that is awesome that's like much more high resolution and 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 we've learned a lot since you know we made bait back in 2015 so we're we're better at making vr games today and that content is there we part of it we tried internally but we just we haven't been able to dedicate uh, like a full team in order to, to release it so i i hope to do that as well because it's uh people people really enjoy when when they get new stuff for free and and uh, as vr community is growing new people are are coming into the ecosystem and for them it's a it's a new game even this even though it didn't launch this year and it um from an aspect of someone that's been in vr for a couple of years you know every time i get someone to try vr or like buy a headset it's you know games like that like all the resolution games that keep some updates and whatnot it makes it easier to go back and replay a game that maybe i've put like 40 hours in when someone new comes into it because i'll i know there's there'll be something new for me too so it's it's really helpful that way <laughs> yeah that's great yeah yeah we focus a lot on, on... sorry <laughs> uh, i think we have a little bit of latency because i'm i'm in sweden <laughs> So it's uh, it's like talking into a walkie-talkie a little bit. But uh, uh, I was going to say that, uh, uh, no, sorry, <laughs> I lost it. I'll, I'll get, come back. I'm sorry. <laughs> Demio feels very scalable and, you know, from characters to like uh, backgrounds or like maps, if you want to call them maps, just to add to it and really flesh it out and do a lot of fun things with it. I think you guys have a really good platform. Just the base game as is right now is just perfect. If that was all there was ever to it, I would be more than happy. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, we've been, I personally played the game easily more than 200 hours and wow. I'm still not sick of it, which is, <laughs> which is a really good sign um, because it, uh, generates level like the the enemies and uh and uh like where you go into the levels and point of interest and everything yeah variation is there plus the game is so much about just communicating with people and, and strategizing mm -hmm. and uh when i play with my booth who i was hoping uh would would make it in here he's one of the is uh, famous american game designer um, and he's been a, a crucial part of the the development, uh, and then we we love to just goof around and kind of <laughs> role play a little bit. Like if you're the old wizard, you're um, pretend to be very feeble and and uh, make impressions of Deckard Kane and things like that. <laughs> um, again, you hit another nail right on the head. Like Wookie and I are brothers. Uh, we're in our forties. We've been gaming a long time together. So when we play a game online, like there's nights we maybe say five words, we can just play a co-op game and not really have to communicate. But uh, the past couple runs with Demio is just we've 
spent more time talking and strategizing than maybe even playing. And it's it's been really neat because I personally like I'm a quiet person. And again, then with coupled and like Wookie and I just not having to communicate very much, it's been a really neat thing to see happen. Like the game kind of just forces that. Uh, it's uh, well, it's great to hear. That's uh, exactly what we're hoping for. And I think I mean, <clears throat> one of the real magic with virtual reality is that it feels like you're sitting yes next to each other. Mm -hmm. With me and my booth, I've only met him a handful of times. <laughs> but but we've been doing this for three years and meet up every week in VR. And it uh, even though like we're almost on the opposite side of the globe. Uh, just feels like we're really close friends by now, and and uh, it's it's um, that sense of presence is really powerful. Yeah, you know, Wookie moved down south, what fifteen plus years ago. Like we mm -hmm. we visit each other every couple of years when we can, but you know, gaming is one thing that keeps us together, and like it, it is like you're just sitting around that table in Demio and just hanging out and playing like. The basement background is so amazing. It's like an '80s basement, and it's just perfect. Did you guys have other like things? Like, how long did it take to get to that? Uh, well, we we had a, a, a quite a bit of a discussion in the team uh, because the the basement was part of us loved the basement idea, and part of us uh, part and part of the team wanted to do uh, a, a tavern instead, like more mm, can see that uh, related to to the. To the game that's on the board um so i think we did the tavern first actually but but i, I just felt like there's so much uh, kind of nostalgia to the the 80s basement and and uh, a lot of us were fans of uh, um stranger things i think yeah, those yeah. first <laughs> those first seasons were just so spot on um yeah. So we kind of really wanted to to create that feeling where you back to back to your roots uh, or or back to those retro days if you if you didn't live through the eighties to see it yourself. <laughs> it it definitely does help the atmosphere too because it's kind of even when you're not thinking like oh I'm sitting next to somebody talking and then playing this game <clears throat> just the fact that you start in in a little basement scene just it just sets the stage and then I don't know it, I can see that being having people talking about it more and like remembering that kind of thing. And then having more of a, mm -hmm. of a fun chat, even right outside the game as you're playing it before you get into it. Cause that was definitely yeah. looking around and you know, what's behind this tent looking thing. Oh, it's a tire. And that's, a, <laughs> that's an old computer. We used to have one of those when I was, you know, a kid and stuff like that. It was, it was really nice. I love that stuff. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Yeah. The, for those listening who haven't played the game, you can oh, tilt too. the board many different ways but the basement only stays around if you have it level. So I try to only play that way. And like the first, the first night I played, I played a couple matches. And by the time I went to bed, my neck was sore from just looking down the whole time. Cause I really like to zoom in and out and like look around. I played it so much that I went to work and like the whole day, like my desk felt like off center, like it was kind of tipping up. <laughs> <laughs> it really, yeah, that's, it really feels like you're, you're looking down at the tabletop so hard and like, I want to see all the details cause I love the artwork. Like it's just so simple and it makes me remember like paper craft sort of, you know, areas and, and like just the way the, the, 
the stone walls and the little gates and stuff are painted as neat. So I'm sitting there zooming around. I always forget you can tip the table up because when when you tip it, the you know the basement goes away. So I'm like, no, I want to set it back. I want to see that background. <laughs> and then yeah, it's 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 like when I'm leaning, you know, looking down at the phone too long, but a little bit a little bit more extreme <laughs> than that because I'm like looking down at all these little goblin faces. I'm like the elf faces kind of neat but that little weird goblin face with the red flamey hair he's cool too and then i like <laughs> then i lean back and sit up i'm like oh that feels good <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm uh, playing it from uh from a beanbag now so <laughs> nice uh, and i've noticed i can i can like fully lie and uh if i do that and lean my head back i have the like they call it the professional head strap that's hard and that yeah. lift that takes the whole weight away from the headset. Yeah. It's like a super comfortable way where you can play. Um, this week, I, we had one day I played six hours straight. Wow. And uh, <laughs> that worked fantastically well. It's really yeah. cool. I would nev- never have thought of a beanbag being more ergonomically correct than anything, but I'll have to give that a shot. <laughs> go buy a beanbag now. Because I could see myself <laughs> yeah. playing this for six hours. I don't yeah. know how to stretch at all. Yeah, if you have those big, really large beanbags are, are super comfortable. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, well, we have a lot of questions and comments. I have two from Twitter from uh, a community manager, Michael Dufresne. Um, we'll probably answer some of these as we talk about things, but he just wanted to ask, uh, if the story, if the game has a story mode, or if it's just procedural, and if so, is there a plan for a DLC and more environments, enemies, and you know stories down the road? And I think we kind of brought up the procedural stuff a little bit, but um, did you guys? But, I'll let you answer that. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> there is a little bit of story uh, to this, like for the way we. Um, I mean, it is very procedural, but we. Uh, we always felt that it's easier for new people who are approaching it uh, when there is a clear goal. So there mm-hmm. is a goal here in this first kind of module that we released to to ki- kill the or release the the elven bad uh, elven king. Uh, <laughs> um, but we will release new kind of modules coming down the line, and we we're kind of teasing that with this flyer that is on the side yeah. um, in a really you know, classic aesthetic of, of uh, the way I described it when I, uh, when we talked about this, like, you know, I love when you have those comic books and they would contain like a single page advertising for a new like board <laughs> game or, or, or new comic books that's coming out. And um, to me, that's a perfect way of like, Packaging a new update says so we have a bunch of uh, enemies and and stuff, uh, new uh, environments uh, that didn't make it into to the launch build. So that will come uh, in an update in the near future. Awesome. Cool. Uh, yeah, I like when you spawn into the basement and the tables there, and you kind of have like the almost like the box of the game over the table and you have that little flyer on the table like you said and it just says coming soon and this and you know <laughs> just really neat yeah you know the initial reaction is like 
oh, it'd be neat if you could level up and, you know, build your character. But we were kind of talking about this. But I think it's great that it's just you have the classes and it just lets you jump right in. You don't have to do all like the backstory and all the the actual like legwork that you do at a like, actual tabletop game. And then it just lets you get into the action and start having fun. So I think that was definitely the right choice. I think you guys nailed it. Yeah. Thank you. There was a lot of discussions internally um, from like a design point of view. Uh, so, uh, you know, a lot of the classic role-playing games, you, you level up. Uh, but one of the difficulties there is that you can't play with new people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to be within <laughs> the same level span. Um, so we went with this kind of rogue-like structure instead. Or where you start from scratch. And one of the great things that I really like about that is that we can let the game become slightly imbalanced. So if you're really lucky, you find <laughs> multiple uh, strength potions, for instance, and that will make you <laughs> incredibly much stronger <laughs> to, to do melee damage. Uh, and that's one of the things that I really love with uh, games like NetHack, which is something that I played a lot. Uh, it's a really old school um, ASCII game from yeah. early 90s. Um, so that was, that was part of, of the inspiration for that. I love yeah, the, the match-based orchestra or architecture too, because it's like you said, when you level up, you can't play with other like new people. And then if you, we always have this problem in games like, you know, Warcraft or anything level-based, you know, it's like you kind of got to have the same party playing like at the same time, every time. And then you've got inventory to manage. And then if somebody can't play that week, do you keep going? And this, this would get like, you know, insanely complicated, just, just scheduling all that stuff. I, <laughs> I just love to pick up and play because, you know, we've, we've tried to play D and D online with people and it just didn't work out. And, you know, even like trying to get a weekly game night with people that like to play the same game doesn't always work out. I just like being able to pick up. I don't have to remember what I was doing with you know this in the inventory is always a problem for me because it's like you know i have crafting and all these things stuck in the giant inventory bag and then like a week later i'm like what was i doing all that (laughs) stuff i I just love to pick it up and play it's a lot less stressful wookie and i out of our group of friends we play more so like every game we play like he's mentioning like we have to have like two or three characters like this character I play solo and this character I play with that group because they can't keep up and I just want to play more than they do. And it, it does become a headache and this just alleviates all of that. And it's really, I'm really thankful for yeah. it because like I said, you can invite anyone new at any time and just hop in and go. Yep. Oh, it's, um, I really like that, that aspect of it. And it, um, hopefully it will really support well, um, the structure of new models uh modules sorry yeah. so so if there is new adventure you could like easily go into that you can um potentially have new character classes pretty easily in the, in the game as well yeah expanding on that problem you have like pj said if you have multiple characters if there was a, a traditional story to it and you progress through it like that if you have multiple characters i mean you, you can play the story games you know a couple times but then you know if it's quest based like a, a traditional game and you've already played it once all the way through, and then you played it with this other group of people, and then they stop playing, then your friends, your new friends want to play. You've played those those quests over and over, and then you end up just sitting in the back 
not wanting to spoil it for those people, but you're just basically being pulled along at their speed. Stuff like that. It just it just all goes away with the setup, and it's the way you guys have you guys have designed this. It I haven't played many tabletop games at all. There's some board games here and there, and I like them. Just never have the the group of people around the table. But this one, you just pick up and somehow everything's familiar. And I don't know how you did that. <laughs> it's like I just pick it up. I just kind of know what I'm doing. Everything's just polished and honed down because like and the you know we recorded a video that we haven't launched anything yet but when pj showed me how to do the backstab with the rogue because i hadn't figured that out yet it's just like oh man that is just perfect it's just so well done it makes perfect sense i it's don't need another simple button. and elegant <laughs> yeah another attack i just like boop oh now the rogue complete or the assassin completely makes sense and I, that's my favorite character after that just because of that uh, mechanism it's great I, I, I really like this playing as the assassin too. <laughs> um, we, we spend a, quite a lot of time uh, making sure that uh, the characters are pretty uh, well balanced between each other. Uh, I mean, it is absolutely possible to play the games with four sorcerers, but but it uh, kind of they have the different roles so that they they really help out uh, if if you have different ones. Yeah, yeah, just dude. the simplicity of the play styles of the four types you guys have done a really good job with and you can really really tell like you're saying you know with the randomness like we've done i think five runs we've made it through each time but one time was super easy and the last time we played like we the only reason we made it was because wookie did a 50 50 thing i don't want to spoil anything but did a 50 50 thing and saved us and it was just like it was the most intense two hours of my life <laughs> yeah the, the first video we made you know i was so amazed by the game we were just super serious and we were playing probably two and a half hours because we were just you know get, taking it slow you know clearing the perimeter and going room by room like we're still playing like you know a co-op first person shooter kind of tactics like pj said <laughs> we, we kind of just play that way instinctively and we got to the thing and it was you know we just didn't have that much of a trouble with the boss fight and it was like well that video might not be that entertaining for people to watch because we were just serious about it and like discussing the strategy we weren't commenting or anything it was lots of like very <laughs> speech and like we might we might need to do that again not just because i want to play it again but i want to play it again let's do in the video and then you know one of the recordings didn't work and thankfully we came to that one because like pj said like i don't want to spoil it either but just before the boss fight there was like this big hinging battle and it would have all been over if I would have killed one little tiny person, like one hit, and it would have been done, and I missed. And then it was like 20 minutes of hell. <laughs> and I felt so bad, because when I played the sorcerer, I played the shield guy first, the, the I forget, Sigurd, Sig, something. The, yeah, the guardian. The guardian, thank you. And then I played the wizard after that. I'm not even going to try to remember his name. <laughs> um, we'll call him the wizard. Sorcerer. I was sorcerer. I was still playing, you know, shieldy in my, in my mind. So I just ran. I just kept dying. PJ had to pick me up. I think I got completely wiped out of the game to the point where you have to clear the room to get that person I, back. Yeah. I think I did that twice. I cleared the whole third room <laughs> pretty much because I just kept getting, you know, like, oh, wait a minute, I'm going to die and just completely got plastered. And I think that was in the boss fight. PJ had to like finish that boss fight on his own because I just got obliterated. I'm like, I don't think I did this character justice. <laughs> um, let's do another recording. And that was the theme of the whole thing. Let's just play again and record it. But like PJ said, I did a Hail Mary of like a, yeah. this is it. 
and it totally worked out at the end. So I think that video was like, hey, you know, we were talking like it feels really satisfying when something you know plays off. You set a trap and it just does what you wanted it to do. And you always work. It's like one in 10 for me. That stuff works. Oh, they just walked right past whatever I did. And all this 20 minutes of setup in any game I do, I'll do all this intricate stuff. And it just, well, that didn't work. And this game's like, we just got done explaining that, you know, this game can turn ugly quick because, you know, with me playing, you know, I'll be pinned up against the wall and PJ's all by himself getting, you know, like 30 guys on him. And then when that one thing works, it's like the best feeling ever. And I assume that's what it feels like to play traditional back in the day nostalgic art like role playing games like that I just I just felt like I was part of that group after you know accomplishing some of these things I'm like finally this is one of those cool moments I've been looking for and then of course I made an, a big mistake like I mentioned and then you know I just missed the thing I was like oh no the one time you don't want to miss and it was just a roller coaster of a time that's what I really like that that you can have these completely different outcomes by a little randomness and, and the chance combine. It's and PJ said like a simplistic control, like and I don't want anyone to get the, the thing like, oh it's just, you know, they don't have a lot of skills. It's like the easy to pick up, but you'll never master it because there's just the polish to the controls is like one tiny little tweak, you know, like the the character cards where you know you can uh, use them every turn if you need to, like the, the guardian repairs their armor. It's not it's not too overpowered because like you you waste one of your action points and that's half your turn and like like that kind of thing it's just these subtle things that just make it the timing of when you choose to do these things like when i choose to stealth as the uh as the assassin or when you choose it, it just makes such an impact on the rest of the game it is it is insane how you turn a corner like oh hey there's guys now i should have done that thing i was you know it was like do i do i repair armor or do i not turn around the corner i should have repaired armor now i'm dead <laughs> it's just skinny your teeth stuff so i commend you guys on doing that because like i when i play games it's like after getting into it when there's like five minutes solid of gameplay i can usually tell like this isn't for me and it's very rare that i'll play a game where it's like immediately probably because there's no character creation all that stuff but like immediately i'm like this is something special i have to i have to investigate this like take my money i'm going to play this game for like a whole weekend straight so you guys have me hooked on this one and it was kind of the same way we did the video and stuff like that for the uh, the cookout, like the polish and everything. I'm like, this game's just fun. So you guys have a knack for drawing me in that most places, like most you know, game companies, I'll love one game. The next game should be a sure thing. And I'll be like, I hate it. I can't tell you. Like, you know, I can tell you why I don't want to bash it, but it's like, it's not mine. It's not for me, but you guys are a serial Wookiee hooker. <laughs> <laughs> That could be. That sounds bad out of context. But. It does. Don't, don't make a don't make a sound bite out of that. Wookie hooker. Um, that's a new Star Wars universe. I would like to ask you, like, you guys are just so consistent with the polish, and just everything works pretty much day one. And like, do you just have like a team, or like, do you oversee, like, just make sure, like, you play it, it feels good, because. You think every company would do that, but nowadays it's very, very rare. So how, what is, what's the process you guys have? Well, I think a lot of it is um, the, the, the team combined with the culture of, uh, like we have a lot of senior programmers in the, in the management and, and we, I think 
every most game companies are very aware that you want to reach a level of, of polish and finishedness, but it's it's very difficult if you haven't kind of managed your bugs all the way <laughs> <laughs> consistently. And and uh, my co-founder and, and our CTO Martin has been very good at like enforcing a zero bug policy. So as soon as we notice a bug during development, we we immediately try to squish that. Um, and this type of game that Demio is is actually extremely difficult because you get um, there are so many test cases that shows up from all the combinatorics. Uh-huh. Like if you have a shame, like a, some sort of enemy wizard, and he throws a spell on something, and that monster in its turn does something else, and those things can be very, very hard to to test. Yeah. Um, so during the development, we had like a, a lot of time has been spent trying to <laughs> to find things. It's been really annoying. And especially if, mm-hmm. I mean, if they're game-breaking bugs. Uh, hopefully, we don't have any of those right now um, <laughs> because we have we've spent a lot of time uh, trying to, to find them and, and, and we play the game so much ourselves. So I hope they're not there. But, but it, is, it is a very difficult task. It's, it's, uh, it's complex. And what happens to one player might be very, very difficult for us to reproduce internally. So we, there's a lot of systems in place, so we can just try to manage that stuff. Yeah, the and more. I think we're in a, in a very good position where, as you said, like the, the core is there. It's it's simple to understand what to do, but it's a very dynamic system in terms of like now we can add a lot of content, and, and it's totally feasible to do a module that would take much longer to defeat. Uh, one of the features that we wanted to get in for launch but didn't really make it is, is saving. So, yeah, I was going to ask uh, about that. <laughs> uh, that is going to come as well. Um, so you're a group of four. It, like you can you can defeat this first module in like an average of I think three hours uh, if you know what you're doing. It takes much longer than that for most part because you need to figure out a lot of the, the good strategies. And kind of discover the games, uh, but uh, personally, I would love to do something that was even longer. And I don't think we can before we have save in place. So saving is is coming. Yeah, just yeah. keeping the quest quest two in mind. Like that battery only lasts two hours. So <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I times we actually have to have you have, you have no have to know where the the charging cable is so you can yep. plug in. <laughs> This is a game where you can you can sit down, right? It's very comfortable to yeah. sit and, and play. You can sit and play this. Just kidding. <laughs> that would have be, been horrible. <laughs> standing up playing this. Yeah, standing up. Uh, it it really it takes a it takes quite a time to to finish the game. So. The more elegant you make something, it's sort of like harder to troubleshoot. So, kudos because the only like like I said, usually if there's five minutes out, like I get into a game and we're actually doing you know playing a level. It's, you know, five minutes until I know if this is for me or not. And usually, because I pick things up quick, I do a little fun game test on the side in Unity. And it's just like, if there's too many things where it's like, oh, they should have done that. Or, you know, it would have been better if they'd done this. That ruins, I ruin my own (laughs) experience with it. But like, (laughs) the only things that were bothering me about 
this game where like when I tilt the table, the room goes away, which I can I understand that probably needs to happen. But I was like, oh, the room went away. And that's not <laughs> like a, you know, the reason like, why we removed the room there was uh, it, you can actually become nauseous. You see the room yeah. and everything is, <laughs> is slanted yeah. and it builds up nausea. So so it was better to to remove the room from those things. It, yeah, I, I totally get it. It's kind of like if we ask them real nice, will they leave the room not tilted? Like we're just picking the table up. That would look really weird. It's it's fine. You know, I just it was just like one of those things. But usually yeah. when I play a game, it's it's like, oh, they that totally messed that up. Like if they spent more time on it or, you know, they, this would have been a better way to do it. And then the only other thing is as the assassin while stealth, some of those shamans and stuff or the priests, they can like tap you for two points while you're stealthed. And I get it like. It's part of the game, mm -hmm. but I'm always like, "How did he see me?" No, it's a bug. <laughs> Is it it's a bug? A bug. Yeah, oh. I won't be there in in the launch version. You played a uh, earlier version, so I, it's already squished. Awesome, gotcha. Because I was sitting there thinking, like, "Well, that makes it harder for me." Like, you know, I've got to run past a doorway if I knew he's there. So I'm like, "It's increasing my strategy." But then I'm sitting there like, "How does he see me?" Like a little, you know, <laughs> eight year old kid that didn't get a candy bar. How did he see? I was, me? I was know? trying Every to like. I was trying to explain it away, like, oh, he has like a spell of seeing or something. Like, it's just a strategy. Yeah. Like, we didn't know if <laughs> yeah. it was a bug or strategy. So I'm like, yeah, he, you know, he's a wizard. He can just see you. <laughs> yeah, he knows in there. He can yeah, sense was, me. There's a lot of those things going on. Like, uh, for the longest time, enemies could attack you um, if they were standing, um, like, way above you, so that they shouldn't be able to hmm. reach you if there was a difference in levels and that was extremely frustrating because you know that you shouldn't have that <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah we've put in at least I don't know 15-20 hours together and the things we like and again we're playing an older version like you said still like there's very little bugs little errors that can be seen like the only two suggestions I had was saving which you covered and the other one was like when I pick up a character and I forget where he was standing and I want to like place him back so I don't use an action I'm like that'd be really nice. But then Wookie just points out, he's like, just move way off the board and then then it just resets. So never mind. So yeah. I don't have any yeah, suggestions. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's that's the that's the, uh, the best way of solving that problem, because it occurs quite a lot, right? You you started to do something and then you realize something else. Mm -hmm. Now you need to just drop your character like in the room in the sofa or something and throw it away <laughs> yeah sometimes i pick myself up and i'm just like looking at the model and i look down like that's how i figured it out i was like oh where was i sitting you know pj's <laughs> talking probably you know strategizing i'm sitting there like looking at the painting on it cool. <laughs> did you yeah. check under the did you look under the miniatures i don't think i did the under the mm. under the base plate kind of thing yeah I don't think I did. Is there something? Now I'm going to have to go. We'll have to make another video. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's an Easter egg. So, with VR, like my favorite thing is scale. So, just you guys allowing us to zoom in and out. And again, like any video you see, like never can do VR justice of what you actually experience. But just zooming in and looking at like the hide, the detail, and all the like the torches are lit and the fire is burning and. Even just looking at the character selection, like they're all kind of doing something like the assassins kind of just tapping his fingers on his blade and stuff. It's just the tiny details. And when you zoom in and see all that, it's just so amazing. 
you very much. Uh, you, you pay great attention. I love those <laughs> details and, and having the time to, to add all these little love, <laughs> all the love to, to the game that it deserves. Yeah, it's, um, it shows not a lot of games are doing that lately. Like if you're playing the game for 10 hours or so, and then you realize like, you know, a little bit of immersion, you know, like with an idle animation like PJ Sand or something like that, and you, don't, you hadn't noticed it before, you're looking at it from like this angle or zoomed in at this level, that just shows that something's gone right because there's good detail that the game is that playable. I remember like back in the day, there was a Star Wars Galaxies MMO. First month it was out and I was, you know, in school and, and it was great. And then like Sony Online Entertainment, they kind of broke it. But I remember they were adding stuff like, well, the smuggler, the Han Solo characters, now they get a pistol twirl when they put their gun away. But it's like, the rest of the game is unplayable. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you guys should fix that. Maybe this game is like, you're so focused on how good it is and playing. They're like, oh, and they're adding these little tiny details that you, you don't need to put in. Well, you said it's a little bit of giving the game some love. It's so great. Thank you. Aside from environments and enemies, are there any, and I, I know if you may not be able to share anything, but is there any like, other major type of thing you're really wanting to add or maybe weren't able to get it in the first release, but looking to add it type of quality of life thing that you're excited to share or is it just kind of like well, a content? Yeah, thing? Okay. I, I can't share it uh, yet, unfortunately, but, but there was absolutely like a lot of things that we uh, wanted. Some of them we even had a chance to try, as I mentioned. Uh, uh, and I, I do want to for us to continue really uh, adding kind of big features as well as just like I think a lot of players are going to be like really excited about getting like a new module with a new boss and, and this type of new kind of adventure. But I, I think also uh, there are some bigger brush strokes that would be pretty cool, but I don't want to. <laughs> I give it away yet. Nice. <laughs> Stay tuned and we'll see. <laughs> and I've also seen um, you guys have had some merch made for the game. Is this promotion only or will there be like merch to acquire like minifigures and like a storybook and all kinds of stuff? Uh, yeah, I hope uh, I hope we will. We actually have a shop now at Resolution Games. It's not easy to find it. <laughs> but so I, I I think there would be some some merch uh, around it. Like the boxes that we sent out to some of the reviewers are are, are um, one of a kind thing. But, nice. but uh, the, there will be some some other things. And I definitely think that uh, part of this lends really well to physical goods, right? The miniatures yep. and um, we. Actually, spoke to a company in uh, in Minnesota that we really wanted to make a, a physical board game out of this, uh, but unfortunately, we didn't manage to to make that happen in time. Any plans for like a in-game minifig painting type of thing? <laughs> you know how like part of mm -hmm. the fun of like the board mm -hmm. games is just painting them. Yeah. Nice. That yeah, really that's, uh, that's not a bad idea at all. 
Because like, I mean, you know, I, I think that's one of the things that virtual reality is so great at, right? Those, yeah. those like creative being just sitting still and, and, and focusing on details and zooming in and out and, and uh, especially in this kind of multi user scenario. Yeah, I would love to just sit with some old friends and then and, and talk and paint uh, yeah. miniatures. <laughs> I, I painted miniatures a long time ago when I was a kid. That's why, you know, zooming in on the faces on the little enemies and stuff I'm like, well, like, this got me beat. Um, <laughs> But maybe like the last visual you unlock for a character after getting, you know, to a, such a such a rank, it's like the blank one that you, you know, there's no starter layer of paint. It's just like the plastic color. And then you could paint that yourself. Mm-hmm. And then that would be your character's outfit. That would be really fun. I'd sit there mm-hmm. painting it instead of playing, of course. But. <laughs> I did it here recently. My my kids are, are um, some of them are teenagers now. So good. Miniatures together. It was <laughs> as fun now as uh, as it was back in the days. That's cool. I um recently started collecting a couple things, and one of them, like, oh, the promotional picture was was different than this. It was you know <laughs> some of these things were like a more orange color, and I got tan, and I was like, oh, the orange made the dark blue metal color pop. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like okay buying paint and i bought some paint i made it look good and it's got weathered and i was surprised at how well it turned out and i was like oh forgot i was good at this and then um my girlfriend was like you know i've got some like old 80s you know my little ponies and stuff i've been meaning to airbrush but i you know i just never got around to it if you you know if you're gonna get an airbrush i'm like oh no and that's how wookie became a brony (laughs) yeah well no not that You know, I was like, well, if I get an airbrush, I could do this a little bit better. I use like little half cans of like spray paint to do this. I forgot how fun it was, except for breathing in the fumes. Maybe that's what made it fun. I don't know. <laughs> but, like, oh, now here I go with paintbrushes and little model paints and stuff. I'm like, oh man, I'm going to go broke. <laughs> and that is, like you said, um, part of the virtual uh, greatness is. You know, I have a gaming room. I have a lot of collectibles and like you can only hold so much stuff. So, you know, getting <laughs> digital things is never a bad thing. <laughs> they don't take up space. <laughs> That's true. First thing that I thought when I saw it, like right when we booted into the game and I saw the characters, I'm like, uh, you know, because I was already thinking about getting all these paints and all this stuff. Because like, I just want to do like one thing, but to do it right, you got to do this. I'm like, well, now I'm going to have to buy more things to justify the airbrushes and all that. Loaded in and saw your game pieces, and I'm like, and this is how Wookie finally, after like 20 years, actually buys the 3D printer. Because <laughs> I was like, I have to have that that assassin guy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal your model or like you know something like that, just to print out one so I can paint it and put it on the shelf and be like, hey, nobody, look what I just did. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's inspiring because oh. it's, it's it's quality work. Thank you. I think we uh, might be able to share the 3D models so people can get it out of the nice. Well, that would be, that'd save me a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Tommy, like you, your guys' games are just immaculate. You're one of the few developers left that it's like, you announce a game, like you announce Demio, 
I don't know exactly how long ago. It's been maybe a year, I think. You kind of teased it. Like half but, a year, I think. Okay. No, no. Instant ex- excitement, and it's just like, and then as soon as we, you kind of, kind of hinted at what it was, and it was just like, uh, day one, like I have to have it. Like it's just great. Just total yeah. confidence and trust in you guys, and it pays off every time so far. So I just. Like I said, this is the game I've wanted for a long time. Like some games have come almost close, but like this is just to me a perfect game. And just with everything that it does, allows you to hang out. It gives you a little nostalgia at the same time, but then again, gives you reason to talk and chat while you're playing. And it's just fun. I just can't thank you enough for this game. And again, I'm not just saying this because we're talking to you. I've like, it's been really hard to not talk to people about this for a while. Like, (laughs) I can't wait till it comes out. We started playing. PJ said we are under an NDA, and I was like, "Oh, well, I can't tell anybody." And I said, "Like, it sounds like you know we're we're gushing a little bit. It sounds like you know Tommy paid us to be nice and say this. Not that anybody, you know, sway they one way or the other. But it's no, it's it's sometimes hard for me to find a positive to say about some things, and I'm pretty harsh on stuff. I can't, I can't. If I wanted to, I couldn't find a complaint. I'm just." waiting for us to end the recording so I can go play again. Just <laughs> no, but like, I, it's genuine. Yeah. I, great theory. Thank you. I have what I call the Wookiee test. Like, I, like, hey, this game, <laughs> we got to check this game out. Because, like he said, he has talked himself out of enjoying games within minutes. And then I'll just go play it by myself. But it's like, <laughs> when, it, when it's like instantly, like, he's just, you can tell he gets excited. I'm like, sweet, we're in. <laughs> like, I won't be playing alone. <laughs> He's not kidding. That just happened to it the other night. We we're playing a game and we finished a match. I'm like, well, that was fun. It, it's it's not special. It doesn't. I mean, it's 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 made well in it. You know, it's a shooting game, so it shoots all things fine. But it's not really compelling me to play again. And PJ's just oh, like I could tell he was getting annoyed with me. I'm like, oh, was I not supposed to critique this? Never mind. It's fine. Let's play it again. <laughs> Oops. But, yeah, thanks again. I don't know if there's a term for it. Maybe an encore uh, episode. You're the second time you've joined us, and it's always great chatting with you. And I love that you you can tell that you guys are making games you want to play, and I think that helps, and that really makes it special. Yeah. Thank you very much. How how did it go with the car, by the way? <laughs> the the, so, the, 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 uh, the Volvo. Yeah. yeah. So. For it's, listeners, real quick, last time Tommy joined us, Wookie had to back out because he was buying his baby. And Tommy tried to talk to me about cars, which to me, a car is a car unless it's a Batmobile or something. So they missed their chance to talk. <laughs> ever since, yeah, we didn't get to connect ships in the night. Yeah, ever since I was a kid, I'm looking at pictures of, you know, old classic like Mustangs and I'm like, doesn't the fastback on the 67 like look so much better than the coupe on like this, any of the other? And I'm looking at PJ and he's like, it's I red. It. Like, <laughs> does it get me to my destination? Like point A to B. And I'm like, fine. But like, that was like last September or so. And I was looking around and I'd never seen a Volvo 1800, a P1800 or 1800S, I guess, from the later models. And I was like, literally, the heck is that? It looks like something out of a out of Grand Theft Auto 5 heist stuff. And sure enough, that one of those cars in that game was inspired by this. I recognized the front end, but I didn't know it was a real car. And I was like, what is this oh it's 50 grand well, i don't want to spend 50 grand or something you know and i was looking around and i found one you know nearby ended up buying it online it's the coolest car i've ever seen it's got sleek 
classy, you know, European sports car stuff that's just absent over here. The closest thing to it is maybe the newer, like 2016, 2018 Mustangs have a little bit of a European styling to it while looking muscly. Not that they come anywhere close to this, but it's got nice sloping back window. And I was just like, I gotta have it. Um, <laughs> so I've got it. It runs and everything. It's it's right now at the shop. Um, and PJ said you used to have Amazons, the the one forties or two forties. Yeah, but I mean that that's my that's always been uh, one of my dream cars. The 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 P uh, one thousand eight hundred. The the Saint, the old movie with. Uh, yep. Roger Moore. Yeah, uh, Roger Moore. Yeah, he drove it. It's such a beautiful car. Yeah, mine. Congratulations. <laughs> mine's styled to look like his right now. I might, I might change it up. I've got ideas for other paint and things if I decide to spend the money. But right now, it's it's at the shop because the day I went to register it, somebody here was like, "Well, we need to take a photo of the car because it's an old car." And I was like, "Okay," so I drove it there. And they didn't take a photo of the car. And I said, didn't you need a photo of it? It's on the parking lot. And they're like, no, somebody, you know, you, you call like the, the, the theft, ver- like whatever, like they have to verify that it's your car before there was no title. It was like a bill of sale thing because it's older. Like they have to take a photo of the car. I'm like, do I have to drive it there? And like, well, they can come to your house. I'm like, because I didn't trust, you know, it's, I bought a, you know, 50 year old car and I hadn't driven it on the highway or anything. I'm like, well. I got to register it. And on the way back, the either the battery just died or the dynamo stopped charging it, like the alternator, the bushings on the, the shifting mechanism went. I almost died like three times again getting home. And I was like, oh, no. It happened. Like, first drive, everyone's like, you know, prepare to, you know, you're going to be bringing this home on a trailer more often than, like, completing your journey. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. First shot. And then... Uh, <laughs> That was that was back then. So it got it running, but I was like, you know, to get it into reverse, you got to pull the shifter up, just like in a side gear over here. We got to pull it up, and it's next to first, and you don't need to pull it up anymore. You could just go and like while you're driving, you could go put it in reverse on accident. You were careful, and I was like, that's <laughs> bad. So I took, I got a luckily within walking distance, I've got an import mechanic, and they were like, we don't do old cars, and I was like, ah, oh, crap. And then I was like, I'll just explain it to him. He's like, oh, it's a what? Yeah, we might look at that. Bring it on in. We might look at that. And when I dropped it off, I got an eye roll um, from the guy. He was like, oh, no. And I was like, well, I talked to Josh on the phone. And he was like, oh, the owner told you to drop it by? He, like, and then another a different eye roll because he's like, oh, like he's getting them into a can of worms because he just wanted to look at the car. And then I was like, and they're not going to help me fix it, are they? And now they're my mechanic. I guess they must love Either I'm just so, you know. I'm just like the nicest guy, or you know, I'm so charming. I have it's not that they, I'm sure they just wanna <laughs> have that car in their their work on catalog. So they're working on the you know the 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 uh, bushings and stuff for the build. They've my tie rod went. So what that happens at in this particular car, you go forty miles an hour. I don't know how many kilometers an hour that is. Probably seventy five ish. And the front right of the car just starts to float. And then I could just go off the road or into traffic at any moment. So I'm like, I think my tie rod shot. They're like, yep, your tie rod shot. So they ordered one. Now my, the one that's on there has been customized because there's different idler and pitman arms. And I'm not really a mechanic yet. I mean, I have the manual. And I'm trying to read it. And, you know, it's like, it's a British manual that's 
somebody's torn apart car and done that stuff. And I'm like, I, I don't even know what a Pitman arm is. And now <laughs> I have to go find one on eBay because nobody makes them anymore. It's a fun so, hobby. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> yeah. So I found a Pitman arm and I'm still looking for an idler arm. So it's sitting over there undrivable right now because it's dangerous. I'm like, oh. how do I find an idler arm? Welcome to Christ's <laughs> car ownership. That kind of reminds me quite a lot about my my ownership of that Volvo Amazon. That was the same. <laughs> I had to learn way more uh, about cars than I yep. wanted to from the beginning. But <laughs> it's fun when you get into it. So I'm looking forward to that. It's like you know, right now I got to find like a part. I might try to find backup parts. But other than that, the car is like fantastic. If you ever get anywhere near North Carolina in the United <laughs> States, you're you're welcome to drive it. Um, <laughs> oh, I hope to, that, uh, you have um, Epic Games there, right? Yeah, it's nearby. In Raleigh, a couple hours away from me. If you ever want an adventure in a dangerous car, come on over. <laughs> That's getting fixed. Man. I know. I know. <laughs> and I'm, I'm putting, you know, upgrades in. I'm putting safer seats. I might put a roll cage in it that, you know, at least I can get out of the car in case somebody decides to hit it. Making it safe. It's very, I, I can't help it. It's a gorgeous car. So if that's your dream car, sorry, I have one. Now I wish you had one too. But it is, I couldn't help it. It's, it's a gorgeous car. And I don't know how I'd never seen it before going through life, being interested <laughs> in old cars. And like, what the hell is They're that? not very common. Not there in Sweden no. either. I, I don't think I've ever seen one in the streets. No. I've never, I never saw a photo of one. I'm like, how did this get by me and then you know when i look it up now there's you know some dude put three million miles on his same year model and everything is mine i'm like this thing could go for three million miles that's sounds shady but <laughs> and my my brain goes nuts at, like should i convert it to an electric vehicle that's expensive but like i could figure that out how hard could it be <laughs> and then i'm like calm it down now i wish you had one too but it is I couldn't help it. It's it's a gorgeous car, and I don't know how I'd never seen it before going through life, being interested <laughs> in old cars and like. The They're not very it? common, not there in Sweden no. either. I, I don't think I ever seen one in the streets. I've never, I never saw a photo of one. I'm like, how did this get by me? And then you know, when I look it up now, there's you know some dude. Like put three million miles on his same year model and everything is mine. I'm like, this thing could go for three million miles. That's sounds shady, but <laughs> and my my brain goes nuts. Like, should I convert it to an electric vehicle? That's expensive, but like I could figure that out. How hard could it be? <laughs> and then I'm like, calm it down. <laughs> we, we, we gotta, gotta have we have to have demio time. I mean, yeah, I was gonna say we gotta gotta be able to play demio. <laughs> Um, yeah. afford food so speaking of which i have to get back to fixing my boat it's gonna go into the water next nice. week so i i need to oh cool be a mechanic as well i'm i'm, I'm in my blue coverall uh, <laughs> and um we should have video chatted because last time you wanted a video chat i'm like okay we don't normally don't do it let's do it and you pop in and you're dressed like a rock star. And I'm like, what? And I'm just looking like a scrub. <laughs> I can't come to find out like you had like a, I can't think of the term, but like a press conference or something after that. So I didn't feel too like bad, but it was still like a speech. 
keynote speech. Yeah. And I'm like, well, th thanks again for taking time out that time and this time of your day to talk to us. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I love fun. it. It's, it's great. I, uh, you're very passionate about what you're doing. And I think we're, we're sharing a lot of uh, mutual interest, obviously. So, um, I look forward to staying in touch with you guys as we release uh, next games. Yeah, definitely. If, um, this is probably out there, but if Mike Booth, if he's the Mike Booth I'm thinking of, like Counter Strike and Left for Dead, yeah. I'm sure neither one of you have time. Is that him that you were mentioning? Yeah. Wow, it's impressive. Nice. But um, if you guys get time and want to like show us how to play Demio, I would. <laughs> not, I'm, I'm sure you're not, but. Uh, I would be up for that because, like, if I want to carry Wookiee through the dungeon. <laughs> if you want to see me stealth an entire match trying to get someone to backstab <laughs> before they die, um, that would be awesome. I'm sure you guys are way too busy, but with boats and cool stuff. <laughs> this week is a, a little bit short, unfortunately. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Good luck. But thank you very much, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Wish you the best of luck. Like I said, the hype is there, and I think it's very justified. It's real. Can't imagine the game not doing well, but I hope it goes well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So do I. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Take care. Well, listeners, that was Tommy Palm, CEO of Resolution Games. We're chatting about the game Demio coming out May 6th. If you're listening to this, it's out. You can check the podcast on any podcasting platform. Share it with your friends. We also will have videos again at the exact date and time of release, which is like noon Central American time on May 6th. Check the game out. We didn't even get to talk a lot about the non-VR version, but... It's going to be a game everyone can play and play together. And I think that's amazing, especially in this time of need <laughs> for yeah, relaxation you, and hanging out. So if you're listening to this and you don't have a VR headset and you, well, I don't know if that non-VR version is going to launch at the same time or whatever, but go ahead and grab it. It's something special. Just like I try not to gush. I try to be positive when I can, but a lot of times, especially games lately, it's rare that I'm just like, ooh, like, and that <laughs> ooh lasts, you know, more than... 30 minutes or you know even a week because you know pj was like we got to do a video i'm like i'll i took a look at the game i'm like can i join sure i'll, I'll record on this and you know <laughs> just from a screenshot i was like ooh, and it's still going on and we've played i don't know what he said like five recordings 10 15 hours um it's 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 worth it it's well <clears throat> it's worth the know, price mission so tommy mentioned you know with a full group average play time to make it through it was like three hours and i we've gotten through you know both by the hair of our skin and, yeah and otherwise but we've done it just the two of us and i think it's it's both they've all been under three hours two and a half hours about right. the same so if you got four people and everyone's trying to strategize and you're trying to yeah, vote on what yeah. to do i can see that going there like yep. it's rare when you get a game like the better you are the longer it takes and i kind yeah. of like that because the a lot of games are the better you are, the faster you speed run through it. And you're just, you're not even, you know, tasting it as you eat it, as you consume it. Yeah. I've always been a fan of like, I think Metal Gear Solid might be the only one that does it. Like you might get rewarded for not killing everybody. Yep. When you stealth <laughs> like Tenchu, I think used to do that. Yeah. You would get a good score for like how many people didn't see you multiplied by how many people were still alive that 
you know, should have seen you. I don't remember if there was a, a, an elegant algorithm there, but I've always wanted that in a stealth game because, like, I want to get in, get out. And even if it takes me twice as long, you know, belly crawling and all that stuff, all the, the toys they give you, and no, no game really makes good use of that. Be like, yeah. they, they literally never knew I was there. And that is kind of a cool thing. Yeah. Um, like Watch Dogs, the first one. When, you know, like you, you did those spy missions in other people's single player games if they had it enabled. And like, I didn't want to, I'm not, I'm not a voyeur creeper or anything like that, but just like <laughs> hacking them and like, you know, like hiding and acting like a real person. It was like exhilarating somehow. Be like, this yeah. guy has no idea I'm here and I'm hacking him, you know? Yep. <laughs> um, it's, I would just wish, that. but this game, if, if it's literally like, you take it slow and it's still rewarding. Again, there's no inventory, there's no epic sets of gear. Yeah. But if the game, if the experience is rewarding and you have four friends that would take it for like three hours and then be up for like another run, yeah, just go with it. And this game could and, fit that. And the neat thing, like, again, we've only played the two of us. When it does take longer, like, it, you have the option to just look around and zoom in and, and just focus on things that like he said like we didn't even notice under the base plate stuff which now we got to go check out i'm an idiot i was looking at, i picked up the characters and like looked like while pj's doing his thing i'm picking up the little slimes all the little guys you can pick up and look at i didn't even look under the base i felt yeah. like an idiot when yeah. he said that i'm like <gasps> <laughs> no but i'm glad yeah. there's something else to go check out but right there's any game like that where you just keep finding more little details like that like you said pj showed me how to backstab and it was, it's just the slickest thing. You, you, there's no buttons. There's no other things like, oh, you just, you just literally how you position your character and do that in the move while you're attacking. It's like, yeah, that's one thing simple. we didn't get to talk to Tommy about. But like you said, the only buttons like the grip, like there's no buttons to hit. Like everything's just on your hand gestures and like you mm -hmm. literally just picking up, moving things like you would in the real world. And it's just that's, so that it's very why, accessible for everyone. Yeah. It's that's why it's so just it just it, it makes you feel like you've always been a part of that that gaming community even though i've never have and i've kind of no. been curious about it just never knew anybody that played it that could do it justice and stuff like that or anything like nobody's ever invited me i no. don't know anybody that plays it but like <clears throat> one thing i forgot to tell tommy and that's very very relatable to this whole thing i can't stand turn-based roleplay like on the game <laughs> on video games i can't stand turn-based role-playing games because, you know, you're wandering around in the overworld and then it goes like, you know, random encounter like that just like raises my blood pressure. Like I would rather <laughs> see an enemy and go like plan out how to attack it. Not that's that has nothing to do with this, but like that's the first thing those games like I hate about them. And then I just like going through the menus when you have like those games have like, like I said, inventory and this you get, you get a list of skills and a list of items you can use and list of attacks, list of this. It's like I get it. And I, I, I love the thought of it, but like the menus are like, they pull me, like, I just can't do it. I hate them. There was one on the Dreamcast that was like mixed action and turn-based where you could kind of move your character around and do stuff while the turn bar was going, like everybody else was taking their turns and you could, it was, it was, it was a neat idea. I don't remember the name of it. Sorry. But yeah, like, I, I, I just, I just can't play them. And this is very turn-based and all that stuff. Didn't even, you know. Like, I think I mentioned, like, oh, I don't even like that the first time we played. And then I yeah. don't even think of it. It doesn't fall into that same category. It's its its, its yeah. own thing. Um, so, you know, grab a beer, grab a root beer, whatever you got, some pretzels, <laughs> and invite friends to buy that game. 
yeah, in whatever fashion they can. You know, again, we haven't been able to say much yet, but what I have said to anyone I've talked to about it online, this is a reason, in my opinion, to get VR, but I didn't know about the non-VR version they had planned, but I still think as cool as that'll be and as nice it'll be to play with everyone, like, this, it just works. It's perfect. I can't yeah. recommend it enough. Like I said, this is the game I've been waiting for for a long time. <laughs> it's finally showing up. Not everybody can afford to drop, what, 300 bucks on a Quest 2. Yeah. And I don't like Facebook, so I won't get a Quest 2. And somebody mentioned something about a, a non-Facebook <clears throat> Quest 2 for $500 extra, which is kind of tempting. I don't know if I trust it. But, like, you know, you can get some of those headsets, other ones that work with Steam VR. Not everybody can afford it, and that's that's fine. So I love the fact that, like, if, if, if like, a... If the game's not that hard to run in whatever, you know, flat gaming based mode, that's just, I just love it because it's just, there's no wall. It's inclusionary instead of exclusionary. Yep. And if somebody just, just plays it and gets that fun of it, like just as long as they can realize that the VR version is just that much more, if they might inspire them to save up or sell some stuff, you know, like I got stuff laying around I need to sell. I could totally get, you know, a headset kind of a thing, kind of feeling. It's worth it. It's, yeah, and just it, the the way they expand on their games, like it's going to, you know, if I had to put money on, I'd put money on. It's going to be built into something grand, something just pretty epic and just continuous. Yeah, you know, again, I don't like to say D and D, but you know, the way D and D has been expanded over however, like fifty, sixty, whatever, every year, a couple years, they add stuff. Like this has that potential. Yep. It's special. There's no other word that I can think of that does it justice. It is something else. Um, as simple and concise as it is, but the stuff that you can do based on those simple controls, like simple, like the less is more thing, but it's it's your brain that it gets engaged. You you think on how to use these simple attacks and like you shoot an arrow that hits this thing that do some other stuff. Yeah. Uh, whether That's... where do you position it? And you, you're, it gets your brain engaged and it's just plain old fun. Yeah. It's just like music, gaming. Simplicity is beauty, and it's just it really shines in Demio. So I cannot recommend it enough. I just that's mm -hmm. that's all I'll say. I'll just keep repeating it. <laughs> so out May sixth on Oculus Quest Steam. So it's playable on the Quest. The Rift version is coming. HT Vive, Valve Index, pretty much any I headset. So I had the first quest and it works fine on there. I haven't had any issues yep. and we're using the quest based recording. Yeah. Well, so I don't know how strenuous that is and it still runs fine and looks yep. good. So in our videos, we it's side by side. I'm playing on quest Two. Wookie's playing on quest. They both look awesome. They both run good. Like Wookie just said, even while recording it via quest, it just no issues. No. Yeah, and that was a one's phone processor, putting all of those pixels and sounds to disc. That's pretty good. There you have it. Grab it. May 6th. Come play with us. <laughs> yes. Get your friends. Playing that. I might drag you down a little while I'm learning, but I, <laughs> I did have a big save your day moment at the end of that video, which I feel bad because it was me saving the day because PJ had been saving the day like nearly every other time before that. <laughs> yeah. It was good. So there you have it. Grab Demio. <laughs> as far as for this episode, Not really. I'm PJ. I'm Wookie. And this was our VR verdict.
We're going to go play some Demi Demio. Demio. <laughs> Count Demio. <laughs>